Hello everyone, welcome to the Make It Known with Mal community. You're listening to Make It Known with Mal. I'm super happy that you're joining us. I'm Mallory, a graduate student, Jesus-loving, liberty-loving, world-traveling girly girl with a passion for people. I believe everyone has a unique and interesting story that has a message to help someone else. So have a conversation with me and make yours known. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Make It Known with Mal. This is your host Mal, and today we're doing another special episode. Um, I am talking to Julie Rohr, and she is a professional online developer and a curriculum developer. And we're going to talk about um, what, how school is going to look, those of us that are in school and those of us who are homeschooling, how it's going to look these next few weeks. Um, she homeschooled she also did online classes and now she does uh, she creates curriculums and she teaches she's amazing she has so much knowledge so I have a few questions for her and I'm honestly gonna try to let her just do a lot of talking and explaining things and like helping those of us who are navigating this for the first time um, parents and us college students or and even you know little kids if you're listening and you aren't really quite sure how you want to get through this with your mom and your dad yelling at you to do your homework or whatever. Um, so yeah, so without further ado, here's Julie. Julie, just tell us really who you are and what you do. We'll just start off with that. And thank you for being on here. Um, so I guess the first question really is um, for the parents that are homeschooling, what is like what should be the priorities? What are some tips for people who've never taught? Because I know I'm just thinking about myself. Like if I had to homeschool, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like if for parents, especially people who, you know, haven't been in school in like 30 plus years, what are some mm-hmm. advice? Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's so many aspects of this, and, and I know um, you are being familiar with it as a college student facing learning from home, and there are a lot of, um, so there are, there are college students in this situation, there are high school kids that are used to having their whole social network, um, they're being put into this situation, all the way down to little ones and special needs kids that are, that are now in this, and then 
any parents or or not even parents, you know, um, aunts, uncles, guardians, step parents, single moms, single dads, like so everybody's being thrown into this from so many angles. Um, but I will say it now and I'll probably say it a few times before we get to the end of our, our time together. Um I know everybody's panicked right now and feels overwhelmed, and it is overwhelming to start. But if I could say one thing, this time is a gift to you right now. Um, the way that I got involved in homeschooling was that I started early on with a with a little one, and um, and there are a lot of things that I I learned along the way. But obviously, that was a different scenario than most people have suddenly found themselves, and that was. By choice, it started out nice. I had the time to do it. I had the um, financial support to be able to do it, and that—that's obviously not what we're talking about. Um, the other thing that is challenging now is that, although there are a lot of people that, um, you know, before two, three, four weeks ago were homeschooling by choice, um, obviously that bunch of people had different options available to them than what we're being forced into now. I mean, I could take my kids to um, a museum. I could take them to outside activities. We had social groups that we interacted with. We had co-ops. So the the whole structure, even for the homeschool community, is changing as well. So, you know, so I guess we have to to start there to realize we're all sort of um, in this bad adjustment time together. But... um, I kind of have thought through this over the last week or two and talked to many people, and um, and there are, uh, I, I guess I don't know, Mallory, where we should start. We can we can start with, uh, uh, I don't know, where, where do you want to start with this? I mean, because of the so broad, I'll let you pick, a, pick okay. an angle. Okay, I guess the first thing, you know, okay, well, I guess we'll start from the beginning. Um, a schedule, like how should people be scheduling their day? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. So, um, okay, so I'll speak from the place of um, a homeschool mom. Okay. So, um, as a homeschool mom, I've done homeschooling uh, as a married homeschool mom, and I've done homeschooling as a single mom homeschool mom. And so I, that's my experience. Um, and now, currently, I'm doing homeschooling with a house full of other people who aren't normally here and who also have to work online. So um, scheduling-wise, um, what i found over the years for for my own kids um, in these different situations is that um, we all work in different ways. Even kids work in different ways. I know myself um, uh, and, and many of you listening, right, you may find that you're given work to do. And, you know, I know my son is saying this well, well, it's not due today. So I'll just put it off till tomorrow when it's absolutely due, and then I'll stay up till all hours. You know, and I, <laughs> so there's, there's one approach: just save all your work, don't do anything, eat your ice cream out of the container, and binge watch Netflix. You know, you can do that, and then wait till Monday. What I what I found is that I try to try to set a a regular schedule, and and some homeschoolers that you might talk to that have done this for a while, they even call it like a daily rhythm. Um, but uh, what that is, is just I try, basically what I've done is I've sat down and I've figured out what is it that needs to get accomplished during our day. So um, 
there are some things that really are important to build into your days, and um, it may be things, you know, as a practical, okay, I'll, let me back it up. Um, as a practical thing, scheduling-wise, you need to figure out what you need to get done that day, and then you need to space it out. And you're going to need, your kids are going to need a certain amount of time to do their schoolwork. Um, any parent or caregiver is going to be a, need a certain amount of time to do their own, just like have their own mental health time, free time. Yeah. And then you're going to need time, obviously, for, for some things at home. With all of us being home, you know, it may be you need time to make meals now. Um, you, so you're going to have to look at what do we need time for now. Um, so what I found for me personally is... I will schedule time in the morning before my, currently it's just my son at home, before my son is awake, I actually force myself to get up early, which I'm not a natural morning person, but this is just what I found work. I get up early, um, around six, then I, because I have to work from home, um, I work online and I do graphic design, curriculum design, and, and teaching, so I have a block that I get that done. And I give my son time to sleep in a little bit, uh, which a lot of kids that are going to uh, public schools, building schools, and even college students, you know, we're not used to the ability to get some sleep, but we can right now. I let my son sleep in a little bit, and I get my stuff done. I get, kind of wrap my head around the day. So I have to try to work in a little um, exercise or even some, like, you know, prayer, meditation, whatever, you know, your thing might be. But I try to get that done every day. Definitely a cup of coffee. Then my son gets up and we, you know, kind of have his time where I spend time with him. We do breakfast for him and try to push through some of his lessons that he needs to do that require me to um, work with him. Obviously, as kids are um, getting older through middle school and high school, they need less one-on-one parent um, supervision, but little ones, they need time for mom and mom or dad or aunt or grandma, whoever's with them to go through their lessons. And so, um, the cool thing is, is that because kids are not changing classes, um, there's no commute time, there's no bus time, the, the time that the kids actually need for what I'll call concentrated study, whether it's reading, doing worksheets, whatever the teachers are giving, that time is much shorter than the typical school day. Ah, okay. So, you know, because, right, so you're not, you know, you're trying, not transferring into kids' class. So you go from one subject to that. You're not doing the intro at the beginning of class and then the, okay, this is your homework, because it's all there. True. So it's, true. It's, a, it's a funny dynamic, right? But what's nice is that, you know, when I tell people, you can let your kids sleep in. They're like, wait, no, we have to keep up the schedule. No, it's okay. You don't because you'll actually, you'll get through your, your stuff fast, faster, potentially, much faster. Um, now, you might, you might be a procrastinator. You might have kids that are procrastinators. Well, uh, that's a little different story. It might take just as long, but potentially, you know, you can have that done. And so um, we try to kind of push through that in the middle of our day and then leave um, the end of the day and be done, you know, in time to just sort of take time to make dinner and, and figure out what's going on for the evening. So, um, 
and I know people are trying to work full time, obviously, um, that becomes a challenge because, say, they're working from home if the companies ask them to work online. They may have meetings that they need to get to or conferences they need to be in. So, in that case, um, again, I would go back to the, the fact that your kids actually will not need as much time as they normally do. So, uh, one day a week when I teach, I teach online classes, um, when that happens, I give my son some work, something productive to do, and I say, okay, I'm going to be in this meeting now, and um, you need to get this, you know, X, Y, and Z done. If you get that done, you can have free time. And so that's kind of how we've, we've sort of figured out a rhythm of what we do. So that even if it's in the middle of the day and at the normal school time, he knows, okay, so we need to get something done. But, um, but he also knows, okay, mom's in a conference, so I get a little phone time here. But anyways, in the end, you know, if you can think about when you need to work or what you need to do for yourself as parents, what time um, kids need with you, and then you can take them like little blocks and move them around your day. Whatever you come up with for you and your situation, as long as you cover those things, it doesn't matter if you do school at 5 in the afternoon. It really doesn't. Or if you do it if you're a college student. And if you think best from, like, 9 p.m. to 3 in the morning, if that's your best time for thinking, it's okay to do that. Um, so it's this weird freedom that you have. It's just that you have to figure out what works for you and stick with it. Oh, that I, was a lot of yeah. I'm sorry, Mallory. No, <laughs> no, no, no. This was okay. good. Like, and honestly, okay. I didn't even think of, that's a very good point about um, having the extra time. Honestly, that never yeah. really crossed my mind, but that's true because you don't have to commute. You don't, and then also yeah. too, there's not six other kids or 16 other kids asking questions. So it's just yeah. you and that one person. And then also too, I yeah. like what you said about we have the freedom to whenever you think the best. And I think, Especially because yeah. we're all trying to, you know, figure this all out. Everybody has in their heads, like, okay, well, I have to do it at, uh, I have to wake up at 6, at 5.30 a.m. Yeah. and then do X, Y, and Z, and then by 12, da, 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 da. but you're right. Like, if, no. if people think better at night, that's what they should do. Personally, I'm a, better in the morning, so I do all my stuff in the morning, but, like, so people, who, yeah, but people who think better at night, like, it, it would be... It's. I think it's probably reassuring for them to hear that they can still do well at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we're so, um, as far as, like, kids in, in public brick-and-mortar schools or private schools, we're such in this grind of getting kids up. At, I mean, I know kids that are getting up at 5, 5.30, you know, high school kids to get in, get a shower, get on the bus, go to school, then go to practice afterwards, and, and it's just, like, manic pace. Yeah. And that, that's why I say this is a this time is a gift. Like if you can allow your kids to sleep in and just feel rested, that's going to help them health wise. It's going to help them like physical health, mental health. It's going to help you as a parent and your kids get along better because people aren't all stressed out, cranky. So you know it's it's good. It's good. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know, and, and I think it also, um, one thing I always saw from homeschool students um, as they went into college experiences, and um, 
this is to speak to anybody who's maybe even college students. Um, when you have to learn how to manage your time from home and a teacher is not managing that for you, that's actually a better skill to have because um, you have to figure out what works for me and how can I get this done. And once you have that skill, you can go anywhere with that. But if you're only dependent on the teacher or the bell ringing and you just like a robot move to the next thing, you never develop that skill. So this is a great time to figure out, okay, how can I, how can I be a better human? You know, how can I, how can I be more self-disciplined? How can I manage my time? And what do I want this time to be? Yeah. And we really do have a lot of control when you think about that. I mean, right now we feel so out of control. And the world is out of control, but we have a huge amount of things that we can control, um, and that we can we can do something really good with. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's actually a really good point. What you said, it just for people specifically in college, we this is a time where we can perfect our time management or organization skills, and. Yeah. Um, like you said, figure out what works best for us. So when we are applying yeah. to jobs, we can actually say we have good time management skills and actually mean it. Because, you know, sometimes you put yeah. that stuff and you really don't, but it sounds good. Yeah. But, like, now you can say it and mean it because you're going to have this experience. Exactly. <laughs> wow, yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah I honestly, look, you I know, didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because, like, I think of even myself being in middle school, like, and for parents who have middle schoolers, Damn, you know, you sleep a heck of a lot. You're sleeping all the time. <laughs> you know, you drag it here, like, get out of bed. It's 12 o'clock, you know. But but the reality is, like, there are actually times and phases in our life where kids need more sleep than they're getting. And, you know, before all this, I remember seeing articles, like, our kids are being so sleep deprived. Well, guess what? Now you give them this gift, yes, they can sleep in. And then suddenly they're like, well, I love you. I love you, Mom. The thing that not happen. <laughs> they might not want to go back to their other stuff. That's the problem. But, um, but you know, but it's it, it, it's easy it's easy to say this um, in a system where you have a lot of help. It's hard if you're a single parent and you're trying to juggle three kids at home and manage all different subjects and stuff. So I'm not you know I'm not saying this is always an easy circumstance. It's not. It's, it can be. That's the ideal situation. It can be a lot more stressful. Yeah. But, um, you know, but I think that part of what we're seeing during all this, um, this, this COVID-19 thing is we're also realizing how important reaching out um, to other people is and how important community is. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. You know, we're all realizing, okay, I really can't do this by myself. So yeah. there are lots of parents that are in this situation, and there are lots of homeschool parents who have been through this, just like this sort of transition and like we're all, we're kind of all in this together. So um, I think that there should be you know there were a lot of emergency homeschool groups set up maybe Facebook and other ways. Um, I think that in about a week or two down the road we may need to have some like like parent vent groups so they can just get in there and they can you know lock themselves in the closet with their bowl of ice cream. And they just be like, I can't stand my kids right now. They're all homeschool parents. All homeschool parents get there. Either, you know, the granola, crunchy, earthy mamas that love their kids, they get there. We all get there. So, um, anyways. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, so I think, you know, schedules schedules are a huge thing, and that's going to come down to everybody's individual um, uh, situation. But, you know, you've got scheduling. Then you've got other things really to consider, too, like, um, you know, scheduling school is one thing and scheduling work. But then um, there are other things I think that people need to consider, like uh, a lot of schools are uh, moving things over to online situation, not everything, but, you know, they may be saying, hey, read this book or do this or that. But um, I think a lot of us are, because of habit of more recent years, we're naturally turning our eyes to technology. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that we need to kind of, like, step back a little bit and think about, okay, if we're on this thing this much for work and this much our kids are on and stuff, do we need to put some limits on our, on our screen time just um, just because we're stuck on there all day long. Um, and I think some of the mental health things that are part of everyday life really need to be part of our consideration. Like, if our kids are doing a lot on the screen, you know, come 3 o'clock or come whatever time they end, um, we do the old-fashioned thing where we just say, okay, we're going outside, so, you know, we're going to go outside now, or okay, now it's time to play or it's time to read or go shoot baskets or something. Yeah. So I think that, you know, being mindful that we do have kind of a schedule and we do still set those limits and boundaries that are healthy, um, I, I think that'll help us as a whole in our own mental um, uh, persistence getting through this. Yeah. That is a very good point about the phone and social media because I know last week my um mm-hmm. my iphone explained to me my uh i don't do you have an iphone i don't it, no i don't i don't okay. i have a android they started giving you like a i just got one and they started giving you mm-hmm. like the percentage of how like often you're on the phone and my percent mm-hmm. went up like 50 percent or something like last week because it yeah. was just you know i am not in school, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not going to work, I'm not doing all the things that I normally would do, so, mm-hmm. um, I think you're right, the social media, like, um, just being on the phone thing in general, to, like, set some boundaries and set some times to just put yeah. it down. Yeah, and I, you know, and it's hard, because, like, last week everything exploded and nobody knew what was going on, Yeah. and that, you know, makes a lot of sense, and, you know, the other thing, I was thinking about this, too, is, um, you know, you have all these different generations. Of, you know, you're all the millennials, generations, but like millennials, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, all those like basically people 40 and under. Like everybody in that group kind of has um, has grown up with a lot more tendency to go towards the internet and and towards the web for things, communication, information, news, whatever. And then you know, above that age, um, people born before that time. They, they kind of weren't raised there, so I don't think it's their natural language always to go to that. Right. And, um, you know, so I think that it's, um, it's, it's kind of a funny uh, dynamic now because we need the technology. We need the, you know, the conferencing and, and all these things. We need that, and it's helping us to get through this. But it's also, it becomes the only thing that we focus on so I think like really being very intentional like I'm going to stop now I'm just going to stop I'm going to walk away everybody's going to walk away we're going to have to whatever amount of time we're all just taking a break um 
now more than ever, we probably need that brace. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, um, the other thing, is, you know, that's cool about now is, um, it's, it's like almost better than, it's better than January 1st. It's better than New Year's resolution. Um, like, I try to think of it like this, um, um, and even, um, there's a lot of curriculum that, that do this. I, I will, there's one I'll mention of, there's one woman that I know does, uh, homeschooling that is based on the Waldorf method of education. Her name is Melissa Nielsen. And I've always appreciated the material she has available, though. If you're interested, go look there. But one thing that, um, one thing that, um, getting ahead of myself, one thing that Waldorf schooling talks about is looking at education as a holistic process. And so, um, I know that right now everybody's trying to figure out logistics, right? But it's, now it's kind of a really cool time. And even if you're listening to this podcast now and you're like, yeah, if this resonates, then do it right now. Um, here's what I'm thinking. We um, kids are being sent home and they have work to do, yes. But now is a time, even if it's short-lived, even if it's two weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, where we can think, what is most important for my kids to learn. And as college students, it's our time to say, okay, I can't be with my friends. I can't be in my dorm. I got to do this from home. What is most important for me to do with this time? And um, so like Waldorf philosophy looks at things like mentally, how are you developing um, emotionally, physically, spiritually? And so they kind of build their curriculum in a, in a broader way. And I think for us all right now, um, as parents and as students, it's a time to say, what do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? And how do I want to include things besides just the, the, the nuts and bolts? Like, okay, I, you know, my kids did their math, they did their reading, they did it, good, go away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, how can we, because, because here's the thing, I know you're, you're politically minded as well, and I, I saw a good quote the other day um, it was from Theodore Roosevelt, and he said, character in the long run is the decisive factor in the life of an individual and of nations alike. Mm. And so right now, we have a chance with, our, with ourselves, with our kids. Um, we can either panic and freak out. We can become, you know, dragon parents that are like, sit down and get your luck. <laughs> or we can, we can, you know, well, we can, we can take this time to realize what is the what is the best uh, that I can get out of this? What's the most important thing? And set that as your priority. And you won't hit it every day. But if if all of us come out of this realizing, like we were just talking about, hey, I can manage my time. Or your kids come out of this going, well, hey, my parents are actually okay. Or, hey, that was actually, you know, we did have some fun. Um, and if they can learn some of these more um, important internal character qualities, that's much more important than learning the endocrine system or, you know, how to do some process in math. They'll catch up with those things. But the life lessons that we all learn from this, those, like, that's just for now. That's, this is the time. So, um, so I think, you know, this is an interesting, you know, it is about time. We, we have to figure out schedules. We have to figure out boundaries. We have to figure out what's 
what's beyond just the brass tacks of getting through my meetings and get the kids through their schoolwork. And that's why I say, like, this is a really precious time because it's, um, it's allowing us the chance to make those decisions for ourselves. So, and, and we're not powerless, and, and really, um, a lot of these things that we're all stressed out about, could we have controlled them anyways? No. You know, when you think, when you sit back, I mean, we, we think that we can, but, um, so, you know, so I think there's a lot of hope, and for parents, you're going to feel like tearing your hair out, and you're going to feel like, I love my kids really don't like them right now. Um, you're going to feel like going and getting extra liquor at the ABC shop or whatever. But it, I mean, but we're all going through it, and your kids will make it. You will make it. And this might be a time that you guys all look back on and, like, actually be glad about that you had it. So, I mean, and in the meantime, you know, the, the wonderful thing is teachers are trying their best to figure out how to do the best for their students. Um, obviously, teachers never get paid enough, and they're probably going to get really nice Christmas gifts this year. But, um, <laughs> for sure. Right? But they're, you know, and even, like, people, I know I've heard people complaining, well, I wish my school had done this or that. Um, I, I know that there are not, there's a lot of not perfect going on right now. Um, I work for a school who developed online classes. What a lot of people are seeing is not your typical online learning. It's a mass, like, hurry up, we got to turn this over in 48 hours, teachers put something out there. And it's not the best it's ever going to be. But your kids will get through. And, um, and you know, when you think about it, everybody's in this boat. So it, even, if, even if school gets really rocky for the next two months, and, and in the fall, when everything goes back to regular uh, schedule and situation, teachers are going to all realize that, and they're going to do extra review, and they're going to do things to make sure kids are up to speed. So um, I think that people can kind of breathe a little easier. Parents don't need to recreate school or come up with some new curriculum. And if they just can give teachers the space they need to kind of convert everything over it it will smooth out yeah so, i, I yeah. like that you said that about the teachers because i do think sometimes people are being a little harsh but i like i yeah. understand all sides of the argument because but at the end of the day yeah. like nobody expected this this came out of nowhere like right. <laughs> we have never experienced anything like this in our country i want to say no. the world but i mean there were things that happened similar to this, yeah. I guess, in the olden days. But mm-hmm. everyone alive now has never experienced anything like this before. So I think yeah. everybody's really doing the best they can, and I, I really appreciate you saying that about the teachers. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I've, I've been thinking about, um, you know, I've been thinking about, as far as, like, kids go, you know, you can think about how they learn and stuff. But one thing I was, I was thinking about, um, and it's something that you mentioned on one of your previous podcasts on your coffee talk, I think on the last one, um, you were talking about, you know, how um, how sudden this has all been. A lot of people have had to just sort of cut ties with people. Um, uh, if, you know, for college students who have been told, you know, you've got 48 hours to get out of the dorm, 
and, and suddenly they leave and they go back to a different state and they leave off on their, you know, maybe they're volunteering for Big Brothers, Big, big Sisters or something, and then yeah. suddenly they don't get to say goodbye. So there's a lot of these sudden, extremely disappointing um, endings. You know, so what we need to realize, too, is when kids are home or, or we're home or whatever, um, there's a strange sort of underlying sense of grief that everybody has to go through in making this, mm, all yeah. these changes, right? Yeah. And I know that's maybe not something people are, maybe that's not exactly education, but I, I see some parents who are like, my kid, you know, I have this one kid and all they want to do is stay in their room or whatever. Um, you know, when you start, I don't, if anybody's ever worked through the death, sudden death of somebody, um, you may be familiar with this, but there are kind of these stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a culture, and even as, like, kids are going to go through this right now. Kids who are used to having all their friends around all the time, and who are used to their sports and the activities that they've been so, um, significant, like, that have been significant parts of their lives and given them a sense of self-worth and stuff, those things have been taken away from them. So... You know, so as you look through the stages of grief, there's there's denial, which is like, wait, wait, what? No, this doesn't make any sense. And shock, which I think we've all been in. Mm-hmm. And then after that comes anger. And so parents may have kids who are like, I'm not doing this. This is I hate this. I hate you. I hate my. I hate this. That's part of like, that's part of the grief process that they have to go through since the whole world has been torn away. And then, you know, then you go to, like, the next step is bargaining, which is, like, well, what if this, and what if that, and if somebody does you go through that, and then you go through depression, that after you go through all that, at some point, you go through, okay, okay, this is what it is, I just gotta, just, I don't have to like it, it doesn't have to be okay, but I have to figure out how to move forward, and so... Um, as a culture, our kids are going to be going through that for a little while. Um, adults are going to be going through that for a little while. So, I think I went through that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and it, and it makes sense. And the thing is, you know, if you look up stuff about grief, what is interesting is it says it's okay and it's actually good if you find yourself in one of those things because your brain and your heart needs to process all of this um, this horrible stress and, and pain that you've just gone through. And and by going through the differences, even when you get to the place of depression, um, you're just going through a next stage and you have to go through it to be healthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I get nervous when parents just want to fill their kids' time constantly with, okay, what can I watch? What podcast can I do? What kind of what kind of doing? Okay, we gotta be doing this. Give, give your kid and give yourself some time to be calm and quiet. And it's kind of scary to be alone with your own thoughts. And it's probably mm-hmm. scary for your kids to be alone with their own thoughts because they're gonna think some really sad things. You know, we might all find ourselves with some emotions we don't like, but it's it's natural and normal and it's actually good because then you can get through those so and really you know god gave us god gave us um 
our kids. God gave us, put us in families or whatever. Um, when he did that, like I think of my own children, you know, when, when he did that, he, he trusted us with a, like a little baby. You know, God said, Here, here's this little baby. And you know nothing about this little person, and they know nothing about the world. And I'm not giving you instructions, and here you go. And, <laughs> you know, and then the kids are handed over to us. And, um, you know, so for this is for parents, you know, dealing with kids at home. Um, we're giving our kids, and we somehow figure out, you know, how to get them potty trained and how to get them to talk and, and how to love them. And we get them through, and we really know them. You know, and then a lot of times we, we send them off to school and, and a lot of professional teachers and counselors and therapists work with them. And, and we get to a place where we think that maybe we, we can't. Um, but they're still our children. And we still love them more than any therapist or any teacher or any counselor. And God still can provide the knowledge we need, the help we need, um, to help them through this time. And, you know, if you're not a parent, if you're a, a student, um, think of all the things that you have learned to this point in your life, and think of all the things you've learned on your own. You know, a lot of college students, I mean, most of the college students I know are really smart, and they're living in a world where if they want to, I mean, if they want to learn how to cure cancer, they don't need a teacher. Like, I'm a high school teacher. They don't need me. They can learn stuff, and there's things that you've learned, they can learn. So um, that's why I guess I always come back to this is a this is a gift, and we will make it. And um, if you don't believe in God, maybe you believe in Buddha or some goddess or whatever, whatever your higher power is, um, there's there's more beyond what we can see. So I think if we can keep those bigger pictures in mind, then having our kids home is not going to be a total train wreck. It's going to have its bad spots, but we'll get through it. Wow, that was really good. All of that. <laughs> yeah. And that's that was... a lot. There's so much that we could. I just, I, you know, I just wish, like, I wish that Mr. Rogers could take over the airways because <laughs> I just feel like, like, okay, let's just regroup. Let's just regroup. Yeah. And just, and, yeah. You know? For sure. Because, like, I mean, for me personally, it has been a time of just being like, okay, you're disappointed. This did not work out the way it was. And like you said about yeah. feeling it, like, I just told myself, all right, I'm just going to feel it. I'm going to be upset. And then this morning I was mm -hmm. like, all right, I cannot keep being upset about this. This is where I am right now. I know what I need yeah. to do. I will make the best of the situation. And honestly, and I keep thinking about what you said about the time management. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just like that. I think that'll be really good. Um, just working on that and like working on different skills. Cause you know, I'm graduating mm -hmm. and I'm going to be looking for jobs and like yeah. that. And, you know, other people listening are in the same boat as me, and we need to have certain skills, and um, this could be a time that where we harness all of that. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. It is all going to work out. It is all going to be okay. Like, this was all part of God's plan. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I don't know either. 
I, you know, I don't see the benefit, but I'm sure he does. <laughs> oh, well, right, right. <laughs> I guess yeah. you just have to but, trust But, you know, him. it's funny, Mallory, like, you probably read, like, um, and I'm not, we're not in this. We are deaf. I'm not liking this to what I'm about to say, but a lot of books we read in school, like, even, you know, you read The Diary of Anne Frank or The Boy on the Wooden Box, my son just read. Right. Real stories of real people, and, and they're very inspiring to us. Because we're like, yes, and you see either the goodness of others or you see the perseverance of people's heart. And the goal, you know, they're like, I just, all I want is to see my family again. Or I know that God is in control, therefore I can trust that he's going to take care of me. And whatever the outcome was, those things resonate with us. And those things, those like deeper, higher things are what got people through. And even, like, in the depression, what got people through, um, yeah, a lot of people died. A lot of people went through horrible things. But the one thing, the things that got people through were figuring out how to be decent to each other, um, how to help each other. Yeah. And so we're sort of in a, like, it's almost like reorganizing our priorities. And even with school, it's, I know it seems so urgent for people, but... There are bigger things that we're going to be all learning from this. And, you know, I, I think of, you know, with, with little kids, you know, there's, there's all these, you can look up all these learning theories and stuff. There's, you know, little kids that have to learn motor skill stuff and middle school kids that are kind of figuring out logic and, and older kids, high school kids that are figuring out how to make solutions to things. Um, let them do that in this time. Don't worry about, are they going to learn, like I said, like, do they know what the endocrine system is? I mean, unless it's my doctor that's going to be my endocrinologist, you know, like, I want him to learn the endocrine system, but I'm, I more want, like, the kids in my neighborhood to learn how to love people and yeah. and to be kind. And yeah. so if, if they graduate with that and they don't know the endocrine system, I think we'll be in a better place. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll, I'll say to you, the thing about our time, here's, I think, a really practical thing. I know everybody's just trying to, like, crisis managed right now, I don't think it's a bad time to just sit down while you have a clear head. It, it, it might not be right now for everybody, but at some point, think about, okay, if I had the next, you know, it's the next, who knows how long this would be. So say a month, you know, get a, get a month-long blank calendar up. Say if I had a month and I could do something that I wanted to get better at or learn or incorporate or do, yeah. what would it be? You know, is it yeah. um, for people who have, like, a house, is it like, oh, all those old people used to talk about spring cleaning, like, gee, I could do that, you know? Or is it, I want to I wanna lose some weight. I want to I wanna try to start to exercise every day. I want to draw every day. I want to write. I, whatever the thing is, like, make yourself a little calendar and write it down and post it. And some days you're not going to feel like doing it, and some days you're not going to get to it. But at least when you have a clear head, you think, you know, I do have this gift of time. What is something productive I can do with it rather than just Netflix day? Yeah. You know, because it's, it's too easy to do that. And um, that sense that we talked about at the beginning of the, the, our talk about sort of scheduling things out and having a little bit of a intentionalness about this time, that's a good way to, to do it now. Maybe even if you have kids, you know, say, okay, we've got a, if we had a month, 
What would you want to know more about? Let's let's put this on the schedule. Yeah. Um, I, I think that kind of structure will help all of us. Wow. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> fall apart into we can turn into big blobs. I mean, my my was. I was kidding. I worked online a lot, and he was he was learning. He's learning how to work online. I said, you, maybe you won't remember this this uh, analogy, but I said it's kind of like the mullet. You know, it's business in the front, party in the back. You know, <laughs> we're, we're not careful. We're going to be all like partying. You know, walking around our pajamas all day, feeling all slouchy. And I think we need to to give ourselves a little business in the front, <laughs> a little structure to our days. Otherwise, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So. Definitely need. I I know myself. I personally need structure. I need a schedule. Yeah. I need. To, I need to do something do productive. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, this was really good. You kind of. I had some questions, but you kind of answered them. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. This was really good. It was very informative. Um, okay. And also very encouraging as well. Like I really. I'm super glad we did this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, and you know, one thing I should say just to encourage parents, if they feel like this is overwhelming, if they feel like they screw up, um, if they feel like their kids lose time, your kids are super resilient. So, and, you know, college students too, I, I think, but I know you, you know, you guys know this different place, but right. kids in school are super resilient. And I know um, in my own homeschooling time with my own children, We've lost time to uh, sudden death of very close family. We've lost time to moving. We've lost time to divorce. We've lost time to house construction. So four major things that we lost, not just like a couple of days, but like a, like a good couple of two months. And and during those years, I thought, oh, no, you know, what's going to happen? And uh, Mallory, as you know, my, my one daughter is, you know, she's got her MBA, and she's doing fine, and she's, you know, out there changing the world. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it, like, it works out. It works out, and, and this, too, will work out. <laughs> your kids will get into college. Yeah. They'll be okay. Yeah. So, and your college students will get jobs, right? That's about yes. the hope, anyways, right? Yes, yes, that is on, like, my mind. <laughs> yeah. When all yeah, yeah, you <laughs> Yeah.
there's, um, if you if you have kids in school, you may have heard of Khan Academy. That's oh, a yeah. huge platform. Yeah, and they, a lot of schools actually use little bits of their videos, but they offer um, a full plate of courses, especially for high school and up, even including AP courses, like AP prep courses and stuff, and, you know, calculus, pre-calculus, some of those harder, like, I could never teach those, but, so they offer uh, things, and someplace like Khan Academy is free all the time, but they're, you know, they're just putting it out there, hey, we're here if you need anything. So there are a lot of different resources out there that I think if people were to, you know, kind of Google search, help with calculus, um, you'll find some of those, and they are legitimate, and they do help, um, especially, I would say, for kids, you know, say you have kids who are um, in junior high or high school with the hardest subjects, they're they're more comfortable probably with watching a, a little tutorial than even their parents are. Okay. As funny as it sounds, right? Yeah. So there are some things like that out there. Now, that's sort of in a broad sense where all these platforms already had resources built, and now they're offering. Um, but the other thing I'm seeing is that um, as teachers find their way through getting their material that they were going to do in a brick-and-mortar school and getting that to their kids, teachers are starting to get their own feel of how they can use technology. And so I know up in this area there were several, I saw a newspaper article just today, and um, teachers are trying to reach out through email, through text, through phone calls, you know, all these different ways. So you may find if you give the teachers another week or so um, that there are going to be more and more support um, platforms set up where either you can speak directly to the teacher or text them if you're having a hard time. Um, there may be groups. I know there are many groups. A lot of public schools have uh, Facebook groups that were set up for parents and kids. So I think that if we can just, like, like if we're struggling, just let that go for now. If your kids are trying to say, you know what, um, we'll come back to this, and just let it go for a little bit, and you'll find that um, the teachers are going to be reaching out to help the kids through those bumpy spots. So... You know, if, you, if you don't have the patience, look for a place like the Khan Academy that has a broad range of topics that you can go in and you can sort of find where they're at. Um, the way that's structured, you, you pick a course, say it's uh, biology, you could go through the list and, and see what they're talking about, find the topic that you're on, and you can watch it together. Um, so those are your, kind of your two avenues right now. And, um, and then ask around because with all the... I know it sounds crazy, but all the uh, parents at home, like I know my, my husband is an engineer, so if my son has an issue with math, I can say, hey, can you uh, help us over here? So there, there may be resources that you're not used to having at your disposal. Uh, so don't, don't be shy to say, hey, I don't know how to do this. So somebody else, and somebody will. Always somebody will. That's true, because so, I know a few of my friends... Uh, in college, too, they've posted, like, oh, if you need help writing a paper, um, email yeah. me, and I'll do it for X amount of money, things like that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, and actually, with people not being able to work, like, you may find that there are some people who, not to sound, I mean, this is a crazy thing, but think of how many people who have graduated who haven't been able to find jobs yet have had them working, stay in the service industry, and yeah. now they're stuck at home. 
Yeah. So if you know some, you know, kids who have somebody who's graduated from college or you are a college student, maybe um, a little way for us all to kind of share the share what we have is just to say, hey, I, I'm really good at English and I can help your kids. Um, you know, and I just, you know, if you could pay me $5, or $10 an hour or pay me 20 bucks to sit down with it, you know, that would be a nice way for, um, for everybody sort of to help each other. Yeah. So, um, so I think, I think it's more just like, okay, breathe, give it a little time and don't worry. If you can't get through with your kids, um, I know a lot of teachers, they realize that not everybody in every household is going to have this like super supportive, you know, structure and we're going to work on school every day from nine to three. That's not reality. There's going to be some homes where they're going to be lucky if they send stuff home and kids even look at it between now and the end of the school year. Yeah. And there's some households where people are, you know, the parents are busy going through a divorce and can't stand each other. So the kid's schoolwork is going to get put inside. Like, that's a reality. Yeah. So, you know, so teachers are going to have a lot of grace, even if kids don't get through every single thing. They're going to, that's, that's why teachers teach. They, they want to help kids. And in the fall, they're still going to want to teach, and they're still going to want to help kids, and they're still going to, they're going to help them. So, um, I don't know. Just, I think just keep reaching out and staying in communication with people and, and just being patient. Patient with yourselves, patient with your kids. Okay. It'll, it'll fall into place. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, that was good. Um, so much, so much to say, but so much good, right? Yeah, no, seriously, this is all really, really good. Um, and that was, yeah. the Khan Academy is really good. I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah, they're super. Yeah. I think they might even have some, um, they might even have some, like, almost freshman level college They do, and yeah. they have stuff for the LSAT and the MCAT as well. Yes, 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 they do. Yes. So that's perfect. Yeah. Um, I did hear today, um, for people who have participated in ACTs, or, uh, no, um, not ACTs, AP, AP tests at the end of the year, I just was talking to a student who was in, on track to take three of those, and they've heard that the AP um, exams are going to be a little bit, um, I want to say they're going to change them a little bit, oh. and possibly provide people the opportunity to do those online, so... I, I think, you know, stay tuned on that because I think that everybody's going to have to make some changes and make it yeah make it work. So, yeah. yeah. All so, right. Um, we'll get there. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, let me just double check. I think that's all the questions I have. Um, okay. I w- would like now for you to have your make it known statement. Um, if there's mm-hmm. just anything that you want um, anyone to know, and it you can have it be on this topic or um, anything really, just if you could talk to anyone in the world, or if you could talk to everyone in the world, or anyone in the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that you that's just want big, them to know? Something that's very important. That's, this is a big deal. This is a big deal now. In your shows, this is like... If you could say one thing, you know, and then you die or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would. I, I would say this. I would say this. I've learned this from experiences in my life, from 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 this time and from other experiences. 
the time you have right now is an absolute gift from God. And we are not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed the next hour. And we're not guaranteed the time with our family. We're not guaranteed any of that. We're only guaranteed the time that we have now, and it's a gift. So make the absolute most of it that you can. And remember that, I mean, as far as I know, God is real, and God is in control and loves us. So make your minutes count. Okay. Thank you so much. That That's was really good. That's what I have good. to say. <laughs> that was good. I, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of Make It Known with Mal. Listen next week or maybe even for a random episode in the middle of this upcoming week. Um, but, yeah, so just stay tuned and you'll get notifications when new things come out. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Make It Known with Mal. I would like to continue this conversation on Instagram and Facebook. So make sure you're following Make It Known with Mal on Instagram and you like Make It Known with Mal on Facebook. Also, make sure you subscribe, rate, and comment. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor. Also, subscribe to Life is Mal Pal on YouTube. Follow at Life is Mal Pal on Instagram, and you can even follow my jewelry store at Shop the Pink Girls and my travel blog at Wonderlessing and Carpe Diem. If you would like to support, consider becoming a Patreon. The link will be in the description. Also, I have really cute merch, and that link will be in the description as well. Okay, my peeps, have a blessed rest of your day.